Hello, hello, hello. Hello. How's everybody doing? Uh, you're not Josh. I'm not Josh. Who? Uh, who's this guy? Hi, I'm Steve. I'm back again. Yeah. Josh. Uh, Josh is out for the day. He's uh, getting ready with the German man to the go German. to uh, Chicago and then head out to Vegas. Yes, so, the Vegas. Busy, busy, busy. Uh, time for him. Yes, he is. Gonna gonna have a couple special guests on. You're uh. You're going to be the first one. I'm one of them, yeah. Might yeah. be the next one. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know we like to, we're to do this. like to do things on the fly around here at Mom's yeah. Basement. Yeah, well, we got to, you know, you got to kind of uh, be ready for the unknown oh, around yeah. here. So, so uh, how was your weekend? Good, good. Didn't, uh, didn't do anything magic related, but, uh, you know, just kind of hung out a little bit. So. Nice. But yourself? Yeah, so uh, Saturday I went to an IQ. Uh didn't do that well myself, but one of my friends, uh, Chuck, actually borrowed my Tron deck and ended up top fouring. So, oh, excellent. congrats to you, Chuck. He uh, mm-hmm. he had so much fun. He was like, "Yep, building this deck now." Perfect. So, now uh, you were playing Twiddlestorm. Yeah, that deck's okay. a riot. Well, it's uh, it's fun for you. Mm-hmm. Not not so much fun for me, as I found out at F and M. Yeah. I mean, you know, it uh, it does a thing and it does it very well. <laughs> it's interesting to see. That's for sure. Yes, it might is. not be fun after you know what's going on, but uh, you know what? I mean, at least you got to play, th- you know, three uh, three turns of magic. <laughs> so you know, Look, that's all affinity needs sometimes. This so. is true. This is. I mean, yeah. I, I guess uh, we. I was in the play both games, and you still got me. So <laughs> you didn't have you didn't have the greatest of starts, though. That's for sure. I didn't, but but still, it was just. Uh, I learned what the deck was. That's for <laughs> yeah. sure. So definitely won't forget now, will you? Absolutely not. But so uh, yeah. So uh, I, how about we get into our show now? Absolutely. And as usual, we like to start our show off with uh, some fun facts. And our fun fact for today involves 1996 World Champion. World Champion. And how about you pronounce this? One? Hell no. Uh, <laughs> Dragon. Yeah, it's dragon. It's, it's a uh, is that a purple or a blue dragon? Uh, it's a red dragon. See the red around the border. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got me there. Yeah. So uh, the interesting and fun fact about these two cards is they're the only Magic the Gathering cards that only have one single copy in the whole entire world. Wow. Okay. There, uh, there's some other cards that have like a really small printing, like we were talking about before the Richard Garfield cards. Yes, but yeah. The, those had like a couple different ones made for like different parties. Yeah, those those were unique. Those weren't given out to tournaments or anything yeah. like that. These were actual cards that were given out to the world champion. In yeah, 1996. the 1996 world champion, which is uh, Wooberg for a star star summon a legend for you old players. Yes, cannot be the target of spells or effect. World champion has power and toughness equal to the life of target opponent. Seems uh, pretty powerful. Yeah, I mean, you know. And uh, then for zero mana, you can discard your hand to search your library for 1996 world champion and reveal it to all players. Shuffle your library and put 1996 world champion on top. Use this ability at the beginning of your upkeep and only if 1996 world champion is in your library. Yeah, so so what what happens if I do this and I don't have the card? Well, I I mean, I don't know. I, I well, I mean, we'll, we'll have to ask a judge. So I, I guess for the the one person who mm-hmm. has this card, um, 
if you were to actually play with it, would that be like a uh, like you have to reveal it at the beginning of the game, like like almost like a ley line, like this is in my library? Well, I I think what it'd be is like you'd use the ability and then you'd tutor it and like when you grabbed it, you'd show it to them. Yeah, because like like what do you do like on turn? I don't. You're not gonna turn one this thing, but well, yeah. maybe honestly you could though, right? Sneak and show. Or sneak oh, attack. There you go. You know, not sneak attack. Uh, uh, show and show tell. tell. Show and tell. Turn one. Show and tell. Go. I'm gonna discard my hand and put this into play. Well, it's got to be at the beginning of your upkeep. Oh. So maybe turn two. Mm, no, that doesn't quite work either. Nogus sorcery. Him. Yeah. Hmm. Um. We'll come up with something for this. We'll figure thing. it out. But I mean, it has shroud. So once you get into play, you know, yeah. you, you could wipe. turn one, sneak attack, turn two, use it. And then, there boom. We yep, yeah, we did oh, it. And, or no, during your upkeep. During you, your upkeep, you, you pitch put the rest top. of your hand. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay, yeah, we got a plan here. Yeah, we, we, we do, we do. All right, we, for uh, all you legacy players, uh, if you can somehow find the the one. I wonder who the owner of this card is. Uh, I, I don't know. I know um, uh, Wedge over at his channel, he did, he did a thing about that card. And um, uh, it, I believe it sold for... Absurd amount of money, or it never sold. I'm not sure which which one, but it was uh, it was in his um, top rarest cards. Oh, look at that! Seventeen thousand five hundred dollars in two thousand one. Hmm. Yeah, that's not bad. Uh, Tom Chant Shim Tom Tom Tom. Tom. Yeah, I was going to try. You're good. <laughs> of Australia. Oh, good for him. Uh, for winning the 1996 World Championship. The card is encased in... Light... Like you? Like, like, I'm not, I'm not going to try. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently sure. floating above a silver globe. In 2001, it was sold to a private collector for $17,500. That's uh, That seems like a uh, pretty good price there. Yeah, you know, I uh, I wouldn't wouldn't pass it up, oh, so there's the that. image of yeah. it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, that's crazy. That That's a thing. Yeah, I had no how idea. Do you, how do you tutor that out of your library? Um, I don't think you do. Hmm. And now, unless you had an entire deck... In those, as is that use that is your sleeve with the silver globe. Sure, globe. Why not? Yeah. You can right. do it, right? Balling, I guess. Yeah. Balling. If you got seventeen thousand five hundred dollars to spend on this one card, you can probably spend you know the extra yeah, ten thousand to get make, a deck. Yeah, you can make that out of epoxy. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's okay. How do you how do you shuffle this though? Um, maybe like a uh, like a cement mixer. Hmm. Like you put them in a cement mixer and it kind of tumbles and, and, yeah, them. Yeah, and then it just like shoots them out for you. Well, you just you just grab it. And oh, throw, all yeah, right. That, like all that's right. your library. The, the cement random, mixer is your library. Yeah, it's in a random order, right? Hmm. You just reach in there, turn your head, grab one out, go. Okay, that's what I drew for turn. Now your hand, you'd have to like. Okay, we're getting a little in depth right, here. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to the dragon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We can go forever yeah, on this and guy. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to spend all the time on 1996 world champion. That Although, is not the subject of this episode. Very cool fact about it. Him. Is. Okay, let's uh, go ahead so, and read the dragon. So the dragon, for, for uh, everyone listening on SoundCloud, is three red and six colorless, nine mana. Nine mana. For a zero, zero. Zero, zero. Very powerful stuff we're working oh, with here. Oh, yeah. So uh, when the dragon yeah, enters, first name. Er, comes into play, put seven plus one plus one counters on it. 
Okay. So it's nine mana for a 7-7. Seven, seven. For back then, that's not that's very not bad. bad. Yeah. And for three red, you could sack two counters on it and put three counters on it. But oh. you can only do it sorcery speed. Okay. So uh, I like the fact it says sacrifice two plus one plus one counters. That's mm-hmm. nice. That that's. I'm glad the uh, the verbiage has changed since then. Let's let's find out where this dragon is. Oh yeah yeah. Oh cool! Thank God I looked this card up earlier, because I was never gonna get that name right. No live. no. Um. So just imagine that thing with doubling season. That's almost on like. On that's a almost curve. like today's. Yeah, it's like a Hydra. The dragon was created to celebrate the opening of the Japan of the Japan DCI Tournament Center in Tokyo, Japan. All copies except for one were destroyed. Oh. The remaining dragon has been encased at the tournament center for public view with the original artwork of the card. How cool. Wow. That is really cool, actually. That, that's, yeah, that's really... Now, so how I, would you play with that one? Uh, you don't? I don't know. Right. That, that one I don't really have anything for. I, I wouldn't want to disturb that uh, yeah. that, that uh, memorial to the card. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm kind of curious. Um, they said that it was destroyed in Japan. I, I, I would need to do a little research here, but I'm assuming it was that tsunami. Could be. I think they said all but the original copy. Okay. Like, I think, like... Wizards might have had some extra copies, and then oh. they like threw them into the you know furnace to roast marshmallows over. Understood. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. I I was talking to a guy a few years ago at a uh, uh, LGS in Missouri. Okay. And he was telling me that uh, someone tried bringing him a copy of this. No, no, no. He was talking about how in Japan when that uh, that tsunami hit, it wiped out so much of uh, um, Alpha, Beta, Unlimited. Oh, really? Because there was so much there in Japan. There was such a big player base there. Um, big vintage and legacy player base? Yeah, well, well, just there was just cards that never left, mm, more or less. Okay. Uh, you know, from just coming in and out. Yeah, yeah, coming and, in and out. And the reason we got him this is because he had some Power 9 there, and I was like, oh, that's, that's cool, man. You don't get to see that a lot. And he's like, yeah, over the last few years, it's like quadruple in price. That explains why the Power 9 like spiked really yeah. hard. So that was oh, three years ago now. So. Yeah, and I think I remember that spike happening, yep. too. So just, uh, I don't know, that's another little fact there. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. that's what we do here, uh... You know, uh, you know one place you definitely cannot purchase both of these cards at. Mm, ugh, I can't say it as fast Mom's as you. Mom'sBasementGames.TCGPlayerPro.com. Oh, there that's it right. Is. Unfortunately, guys, today we don't even have to look it up. Uh, hey, we don't. But luckily enough, though, TCG Player doesn't have either yeah, one of these we, cards either. We so tried we're looking not the bad at guy. that. <laughs> we looked at TCG, TCG. None of them. No, no, not crazy. Not a, not a single one. I don't know how I'm going to get a copy for my. Uh, 1996 World Championship Dragon Tribal deck. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, you can... You, you, oh, no, you can't. Never mind. I was going to say, you could make a format just for that. Hmm. Like, 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 90... Instead of 93, 94, like, 93, 96. There we go. But... But, yeah, so uh, check out momsbasementgames.tcgplayerpro.com sometime for uh, all your singles content, as well as yes. you can find a link to our YouTube, our Facebook, and our Twitter. If uh, you're on YouTube right now, down in that description box, you'll be able to find everything that I'm talking about. And uh, our YouTube channel has some of the best standard, modern, legacy, vintage, pauper, and commander content on it. Yeah. And coming soon, uh, next week, actually, we're going to have a little bit of limited content. Oh, really? I, uh, 
Yeah, there's Chaos Draft live on Moto right now, and I think I'm going to do a Chaos Draft this week. Now, what what is a Chaos... I'm not that fluent with Moto. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does a Chaos Draft consist of? So, a Chaos Draft, uh, you can actually do these in paper. What a Chaos Draft actually is, is it's just... It's all random packs. Oh, okay. You're not just drafting, like, you know... Yeah. Okay. You're not just drafting, like, War of the Spark Like or a standard like. draft yeah. set. Yeah. Okay. It's just everybody gets different packs. Oh, you know, okay. You might have someone that has a pack that someone else has, but, you know, that just might happen. Understood. But it's not... You're you're drafting from a bunch of different sets that aren't necessarily correlated. Okay, understood. So does does Moto generate these from a specific range, or is it just anything that's? Uh, so from what I've heard, it's any set pos- that that has ever been released on Moto, oh, wow. which I'm not sure what all are, except they removed uh, master sets oh, and they removed core sets. Oh, that's. I mean. Removing core sets kind of makes the master sets a little more fair. <laughs> well, the, the uh, I was watching Jim Davis do one, okay. and he was kind of complaining about it, and I kind of agree with him because, like, the good thing about core sets is they have a lot of, like, basic cards. Absolutely. Which, in Chaos Drafts, you look for just, like, regular power because you're not going to really find synergies, you yeah, know? Yeah, bears. You yeah. Just, you just want a curve. You, yeah, you just want a good curve. And master sets and core sets were great for that. So it makes the format a little more awkward, but I think that's kind of the fun of it, you know? Yeah, it's like a cube. Yeah. Right? It's like a cube almost. Yep. I love cubes. Oh, yeah. I'm uh, hoping to get some cube content for us whenever that comes up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, looking forward to watching you do that chaos there. Yeah. Well, uh, we'll see how it goes. Just like uh, we can see how the GP went for Mm. uh, Roy Care Smith. In uh, Birmingham. uh, I assume it went pretty well for him since he's holding holding the cup. Gonna eat some cereal out of that thing. Oh yeah, they uh, <laughs> actually I found out they uh they tell you before or like after you win it to uh not eat or drink out of it. I found that out from Nick Bird. Yeah, yeah. I mean he, it was that was an open, but yeah, well, I assume it's the same thing. Probably it's probably <laughs> just a piece of plastic coated metal. So you know, uh you don't want to get any metal in your system. <laughs> Doesn't end well. No. So yeah, okay. uh, Mr. Roy uh, took it down with Mardu Death Shadow. Mar- so I have not even heard of Mardu Death Shadow personally. Yeah. I don't have you. I have uh, my okay. friend Gavin at Gavin Coconauer. You know Gavin, oh, right? Absolutely, yeah. He uh, he actually played this at that IQ oh. and uh, ran into Burn twice, which oh, is not a good matchup. No. He uh, he had two Death Shadows on turn two. That was what he kept his opening hand off Ooh. of in the dark in game one. Okay. He goes Street Wraith, Street Wraith, Street Wraith. Fetch Shock Thoughtseize. His opponent reveals his hand of Land, Bolt, Bolt, Rift, Bolt, Boros Charm. So he's just dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Game uh, Game went on for two more turns. Yeah. And Gavin died. That that sounds right. Yeah. That sounds right. Yep. Okay. So, uh, okay. bad luck for Gavin, but that's not what we're talking about. It must have, uh, <laughs> tournament must have been some good luck for Roy. Yeah. Where, so... uh, so this list is pretty stock for the Mardu Death Shadow. Uh, the Gurmag Angler's back in the deck, which I like to see. Okay. Can almost see adding a couple more. Tide Hollow Skuller is the big thing that they've gone to recently. This slot used to be Dreadhorde Arcanist in the deck. Okay. But they found they just want more discard. This deck really relies on its discard, kind of like junk. They just don't want to have their, they don't want their opponent to have anything that yeah. can interact with them. Yeah, you try to stop your opponent from interacting, okay. and then you just smack them up real quick. No, can you tell me about the Hex Parasite in this Yeah, thing? so this thing's actually really cool. One, it kills things with, like, Planeswalkers. Absolutely. It yeah. shrinks Aether Vials, you know. Oh. It could shrink your Arcbound Ravager. Oh, yeah, yeah that would be very unfortunate. So it, it has a lot of, like, unique things like that. Okay. But you can also just choose to not take any counters off and pay two life. And you can do that 
as, as, as much life times. as you have, okay. which coincidentally enough works really well with the card called Death Shadow. Oh man, look at that thirteen thirteen. Yeah. yeah. Well, twelve twelve thirteen thirteen. Ah, what? A, I've died to him. <laughs> I've died to him a lot. And uh, you know what works really well when you have a really big Death Shadow? What? Team or Battle Rage. Mm, I can't beat that card. No. I don't know if anyone in modern can actually beat Trample. You know, it's pretty hard. If you have, if you're a creature deck, that's why I like Reality Smashers. That's really oh god, that card is great. That card's great. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, congratulations to him. This list is really interesting, and I I really like this deck. Yeah, it's that's really cool. Second place, of course, was uh the Gaxter, <sighs> which we looked it up. Uh, ended up putting three copies into the top eight of this GP. Three copies. Which you know. Still continuing its tear. Not as uh, not as dominant as it was the weekend before, but... What was that, six or five? Uh, it was five in the top eight, seven in the top 16, with the finals <laughs> being Hogak, Hogak Mirror. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, you know, this deck's still evolving, but hopefully uh, next Monday we'll... Uh, we'll be done with it. Our main topic will be about how uh, we're finally done. And then we'll talk about the decks that are going to take the throne from Hogak. How do you think Affinity does after Hogak gets banned? Uh, I don't know. Um, potentially, I mean, potentially fine. I, I'm, I'm really not sure, because like, I, I guess I don't know where the power vacuum goes, right? Yeah. Something we'll the, have to keep an eye on. Yeah, because the decks that are great against Hogak aren't ne- necessarily great against the rest of the format, if that makes sense. If I'm saying it right. I'm yeah, no, I, mean, I completely so. agree with you. Now, this deck right here, I think this that, This that is the deck I think really... Super insulated against I think everything. it's really good right now, because I think it has a good Hogak matchup, but I think this deck just gets even better Yeah, once, without him, right? once Hogak gets banned. Yeah. Because it gets to really narrow itself down a little more, you know? Yeah, you, you don't, don't need have as to... much graveyard hate in the main. Yep. You don't need these... Uh, he, well, this person actually cut it. Which I completely... Oh, wait, no. He has two. You don't two need these lines. Leyline of the Voids anymore. Okay. Teferi's been a really interesting addition that... Uh, mm. I, I, I'm I not sure how I feel about it in this deck yet. Okay. It seems good, but at the same time, I don't know about actually playing white mana. So... Well, I'm going to run Moxes. So. Well, yeah. And uh, fourth place, Hogak, as we talked about. Hardened Scales yeah. and Fit. Yeah. I know uh, me and you seem to think... Me and you think that Normal Affinity is better, but... I, well... Hardened Scales does keep just... Putting up those results. Hardened Scales is one of those decks that if you do not interact with it in like by turn three, I you're mean, dead. You're dead. Yeah. It, it, it and it's just it's insane. I watched I watched a guy at F and M at Pandemonium. He just uh, killed a guy on three. Yeah, I, just, I think I remember both games. Remember was, seeing that it was to it was to Gavin. I think I wasn't believe it? so. Yeah, it was. I was just and I, I love watching that go off because it's just such. It's such a synergistic deck that just does exactly what it needs to do when it needs to do it. Mm-hmm. It's got one... Well, it's got a couple different game plans. But they does. all synergate around the same thing. Absolutely. Sixth place burn. Uh, nobody tell Josh about this one. Yeah, that, no. Uh, Josh wouldn't like it anyways. It's got white cards in it. <laughs> he played those white cards for a long time. Mm, I think he should probably go back to he them. He should but. definitely go back to them. You know? I, yeah. He he doesn't have to be competitive anymore. That's what he's explained to me. Well, the, the, I, I've told him for a long time he should just go Mardu instead of uh, Jund. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like that either. Yeah. So I like Destructive Revelry. I know these lists are off Revelry, but yeah. I don't this know. This makes their mana base easier. Yeah. Especially now that they're running the Sunbaked Canyons. Yeah, the Sunbakes are pretty good. Those things are insane. Uh, that, that was... 
that was one of the couple things that I think are really are really good for Modern Horizons. Oh god! Like I think Modern Horizons was kind of an abysmal set for Modern. Like I think it really pushed the power level. You know? Oh, it did. It I, th- I think it definitely turned Modern from a turn four into a turn three format. Yes. Yes. Which uh, I'm not a big fan of, but yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's uh, it's what. <laughs> It's what people always criticize, criticize legacy mod- about. Yeah, is that there's no interaction in legacy. Well, and, and it's totally opposite. And that's what I was finding hilarious. People were playing modern, and they were like, someone was sitting next to me playing modern, and they were complaining about saying, "Oh yeah, legacy. I don't want to play that format. That's just two people trying to go off on each other." Absolutely not. And I'm like. I literally, I was like, you do know the average kill in Legacy is, like, double the average kill in Modern? Yeah. I mean, I, and honestly, we can just compare our game. Yeah. We, 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 you know, it was Affinity versus Twiddle Storm, and we had, what, you had, I believe, one interaction the yeah. entire game? You bounced my I bounced, I bounced your, like, board except for one land back yep. to your hand. And, and that, that was that was the interaction mm-hmm. the entire game. Legacy, you have, you have... You have Force of Will. You have Days. You have well, Force of Negation. Now. Wasteland. Wasteland. I mean, uh, just uh, you have so much interaction. It's um, it's slow. It's a check to the format. It is. It's, and and it's a wonderful thing. About it's Legacy. really what lets the format, you know, be as healthy as it is, in my opinion. Absolutely. It's just it's just the the goddamn reserve list. Yeah. Hmm. Well, hopefully, we'll get rid of that one day. But, uh, Don't hold your breath. <laughs> I'm not, but I can hope. Absolutely. I can hope that all of my money I've spent goes to waste. I won't. Wow. No, we're it, we're we're <laughs> fine. Come on, man. Some of those cards are older than you. Yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> and people like artwork. We've seen that. Like, Absolutely. What an Alpha Birds is like two hundred dollars. Oh, more than that now. Yeah. They're insane. Yeah. I mean, Alpha Shivan Dragons are like hundred and sixty bucks. Exactly, and like you know, it's a Shivan Dragon. Imagine the Duel Ends. They're not going to go below that. Absolutely not. No. I mean, it's a, it's it's a piece of history. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I don't, I don't know if Wizards will ever do it, but maybe they do. Maybe they don't. Um, we can dream. We yeah. can dream. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, Seventh look, place. Again. Uh, yet another Hogak. We don't really got to talk much about that. <laughs> but uh, the good guy's coming into eighth place in blue-white <laughs> control, you know. I don't know if he's a good guy or not, but he did a <laughs> hell of a job. <laughs> you know, he's, uh, he's trying his best to uh, play fair and modern. Whether or not you know that's a smart decision or not, we'll leave that up to you to decide. It worked for him. Yeah, so. you know. You can play whatever kind of magic you want. Oh, yeah. We'll just uh, we'll beat you for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was the uh, that was the GP, but we also had a lot of SCG this weekend because yeah. of uh, it being a team event. So mm. the winning team was Justin Mueller, Drew Miles, and James Liu on Bantscape Shift Ooh, and Standard. Ooh, your baby! Been talking about this deck for a while. Yes, yes, yes. His uh, his list actually pretty close to where I would end up on right now. Other than uh, he had a settle in the main that. It's really interesting. I kind of like. I had two time wipes, but I like having the board wipe come down a little bit earlier. Okay, gotcha. And uh, his sideboard was a little different, but pretty pretty close to what I've been testing and trying to prepare for. Mono Red Phoenix in Modern. Honestly, I think it might just be the best deck. I think it it right. might be. Yeah. It, I, it's definitely Hogak. It's, but this it's, deck has uh, a good Hogak matchup and also just has a would, good everything matchup. Would, would, would you say it's the fastest deck in the format? Oh, for sure. I this mean, deck is... Ho, this Hogak, like, basically kills you on turn three. This deck literally kills, kills you, you on, on turn, turn three. three. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Then, uh, the old sneaking show in first place for Legacy, you know? Oh. It's a tale as old as time. This yeah. is actually... 
So this is actually an interesting uh, build of this. They call this deck Trinity Tell. And uh, one of my good friends uh, is actually the person who shown me this deck. Okay. It, the reason it's called Trinity Tell is because all of your like main win cons you run three ofs in Emrakul, Gristlebrand, Omniscience, Sneak Attack. You all run three because you play an Intuition in the deck. Oh. So it's just like having an extra tutor in your deck so that way uh, okay. you'll be able to get you'll be able to get your win cons more easily, you know? Absolutely. Now, it's just like that extra copy of whatever you need. For those wonderful folks on SoundCloud right now, if you don't know what Intuition is, it's a little bit of an older card. Um, it is two and one blue for an instant. Search your library for three cards. Reveal them to target opponent. He or she chooses one. Put that card into your hand and the rest into your graveyard. Shuffle your library. Um, I found out this card uh, from Josh... Okay. Um, and I got it for Commander. Yeah. And I had no idea how powerful it was until I started looking at Legacy decks, and I was like, there's a lot of decks that play this card now. Mm -hmm. um, turns out a blue tutor for any card yeah. is really good. You uh, you play this card, you get three Emrakuls, for example. Uh, yeah, you can't lose that. Your can pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosewater actually said when they designed that card, he wanted it to say three cards of a different name. So kind of like Gifts Ungiven. Correct. That's what Gifts Ungiven was. It was the fix to intuition. intuition. Interesting. So, yeah, yeah. Little, little fun thing from uh, from them. So going back down, you know, oh, you'll see right. a lot of different modern legacy and standard decks uh, throughout here. Some Rakdos Reanimator. Just, well, I'm uh, not seeing any Hogak yet. Charge Tron in fourth place. We got to check me? this what's, one What's out. Charge Tron? Four Core Tapper. Okay. A Walking Ballista. Four Karn the Great Creator. All in on Karn. So I actually heard about this deck. Uh, what does this thing do? So basically it's Tron. It's like a prison deck. It's a... Uh, prison Tron. It uses the card Mystic Forge, oh. which is a four mana artifact that uh, basically is experimental frenzy for colorless cards. Yeah. Turns out not good enough for affinity. Continue though. <laughs> you guessing you tried it out? I did. It was atrocious. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, I actually heard about this deck, I want to say at FNM or on Saturday. Okay. And basically what this deck is, is it's trying to make even more mana than Tron normally does. So that way you can win faster with Karn the Great Creator. Or you can just go off with Mystic Forge and eventually just like cast, cast your deck. deck. Or just cast a huge Ballista. Oh, so that's why there's only one Ballista? Yeah. So you just, just murder them? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, this deck's really interesting. I, I'm i curious to see how good it is. I might have to might have to play around with it a little bit, give yeah. it a try. You are a Tron guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, things like this always always get me interesting. Oh, there's Hogak. Little uh, little <laughs> Teamer Delver in fifth place. Hogak on go. the same team with Oliver Tomiko. Noah Walker is known as the Delver guy. So, okay. uh, interesting. On, this, on his list, he actually is... Uh, He's cutting Nimble Mongoose from Teamer Delver. Wow. That's which, like a uh, pretty, yeah. pretty avidly used card there, right? Yeah. Teamer Delver. The, uh, he, it seems like he's at, he's adding in the Dreadhorde Arcanist, two okay. of them. He adds in a Chain Lightning. Renin 6. Ren, he goes up a Renin 6, which seems to be the main, the real main differences. So. Card's insane. Teamer Delver, uh, I've been playing it a little bit in Legacy now. I've, I've been okay. enjoying it. So. Oh, good. Just uh, can't really play Young Pyromancer, unfortunately, in the Run and Six format. No, no, no. Yeah, X ones are very bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very, very bad. <laughs> this just in X ones. Uh, 
not where you want to be when things that deal one damage are uh, pretty prevalent. Yes, yes. And coming on turn two and can mm-hmm. do it. Turns out uh, even Delver is kind of a lackluster card a lot of people have been saying in Legacy yeah. now. But uh, This makes days better, right? Yeah. You're not, <laughs> you're not taking my Delvers away from me, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I make those things flip. So that was the team event. Let's uh, let's check out the classics starting yes. with Modern. You oh. see uh, Hogak takes it down oh, here. Uh, look at, uh, look beating at that. Jund in the finals. So mm. uh, bad guy prevails there. Bad guy prevails. A little bit of uh, traditional Tron here in third place. There we go. Some Mono Red Phoenix in fourth. A little bit more Jund, some Aldrazi Tron. And uh, another Hogak player rounding out the top eight. Cure Steel. A, uh, yeah, this is Cheerios. Cheerios, okay. Cheerios made 10th place. Good good for you know, that uh, guy. When, when you're in a goldfish modern, you know, this I deck mean, can, that's yeah. when that deck can really shine. Yeah. And uh, just some more like Is It Phoenix, Mono Green Tron, Burn, and Azorius. So pretty much just the out. format of modern right there. Yeah, you know, pretty just... close. Standard-wise, we see Whoa. a huge representation of Orzhov Vampires. Wow, what is Orzhov Vampires in Standard? So it, it's just like straight-up vampire tribal. You have your oh, lords. Yeah. Uh, you use Soren to sneak in... Big, dumb vampires? Yeah, like Vana or... Where is it? Uh, Sanctum or... Oh, that guy. Yeah, Champion of Dust Ooh. to draw a bunch of cards. Oh, boy. He's a 4-4. Four, four. Yeah, and then you just got, like, some good removal to finish oh, off your deck. I forgot about that card. Mortify Legion's End, which is really good against Scape Shift because it kills all the zombies. Got it. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's what this deck is. A lot of people have been saying, like, it's either Vampires or Scape Shift for the best deck in uh, Standard, and it's interesting. In the team event, we see Scape Shift on top, but in the classic, we see a lot of vampires. Yeah, that's interesting. We do see a uh, Bant Scape Shift here in 6th sixth and 7th place, though. Now, is Standard an open format still? I mean, can you play whatever you want, or is it really limited to those top three decks? <sighs> kind of. Like, you can definitely still play anything, but really, you want to be on Vampires or Scape Shift if you really want to give, uh, and in that, in that give match, it a try to is win. Is it just a race? So, there's a lot of interaction on both sides. Um okay. With, like, they, they have a removal spell for all your zombies. Mm. You play board wipes and scape shift. Gotcha. Uh, you have a little bit more inevitability. They have a little bit more reach. So it's an interesting okay. back and forth. So they're very they're very well paired then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it can be... A lot of people say it ends up in the favor of vampires, but in my experience, I've been able to beat vampires, so... Understood. Who knows? As for the uh, Legacy Classic, Ooh. we see uh, a pretty big name in Bob Wong. Taking uh, down Golgari Depths. He actually uh, he makes video content for Channel Fireball. Oh, very well. So okay. uh, he's he's one of the old uh, old known players. And uh, this deck got a new boost in Elvish Reclaimer. Oh, yeah, that's, which uh, yeah. was actually one of the cards high up on our list for uh, top ten cards from M20. Yeah, it cards nuts. It's uh, a crop rotation on an elf. Yeah. So uh, for everyone listening on SoundCloud, Elvish Reclaimer is one green for a one two. That it gets plus two, plus two, as long as there are three or more land cards in your graveyard. Mm. And then for two mana and tapping him, you can sack any land, insert your library for a land, put it on the battlefield, tap, and shuffle your library. So in this deck, what you're trying to do is you're trying to tutor up the combo of, where is it, Dark Depths and Thespian Stage, and Thespian stage or, or Vampire Hexmage. Yep. So I th- with this no guy... No in here, eh? Uh... Vesuva doesn't work with Dark Depths because it enters with the counters. Oh, okay. It's a copy. I yeah. apologize. Okay. So, uh, you know, you could, with a couple Mox Diamonds, as you see over here for fast mana, you can pretty easily just uh, 
activate this guy, get your Dark Depths, play your Hex Mage, and uh, have yourself an indestructible 2020. Hmm. Now, my... Uh, what's that insanely expensive land? That one does, doesn't see playing uh, Golgari Depths, eh? No, this is more of an aggro deck. Okay, so the other one is just traditional lands. Yeah, lands, lands is where you see, like, the Tabernacle. Tabernacles, okay. Or uh, in four-color loam, you normally see one in the main or sideboard. Understood. This deck, okay. uh, like you see, this, this is deck just plays... trying to get after it. Yeah, like you try to make a 2020 as fast as you can. Well, they used to be a lot faster. They used to even play like the uh, Elvish Spirit Guides. But this is more of a, they call it Slow Depths. Instead of Turbo Depths, it's Slow Depths. Because you're playing like your Dark Confidants, your Mox Diamonds, uh, Sylvan Library. You know, you got like your Abrupt Decays as removal in the main. So you're going a little bit slower, but, you know, you're still trying to make a 2020. Inevitability is definitely a thing. Exactly. Second place, we got traditional DNT, your mono red prison, Azorius mm. Stoneblade, Bomberman, which is a uh, a deck a lot of people used to refer to as a meme. But once Karn the Great Creator got printed in, and or <clears throat> I'm sorry, in War of the Spark, that one, that yeah, one right there, <laughs> it uh, it really added a boost to this deck being able to uh, because you can minus Karn. Go ahead and on that turn grab a Lion's Eye Diamond from your sideboard. Oh boy. And then on the next turn, you can minus him. Hold priority, crack your LED for three mana, get your Mycosynth Lattice, and play it. So Karn's like a super ritual for your Mycosynth Lattice. Wow. I did not see that synergy, but that makes a lot yeah. of sense though. It uh it's really interesting. This I really think that the mono white version of this deck is very powerful. And something to be feared, especially now that they have Mystic Forge. Well, Mystic Forge is making more of an impact in uh, Legacy than it is in Modern, eh? Oh, yeah, this card is huge. Okay. That's a good thing, though. I'm glad they're printing impactful artifacts. Yeah, really impactful cards. Uh, In sixth place, we have uh, Hogak and Legacy. Legacy? Is is this pretty much the same deck? Uh, It's pretty close. Uh, It's the Alter Bridge version, you know, the one that got banned. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Except uh, they have Entomb and Cabal Therapy. So just a little more better then. Yeah, you know, a little more, a little more consistency. Okay, they get they get to sack those Stitcher suppliers. Some they... Regisaur alphas in oh the my sideboard. Oh god, yes. Hell yeah, get around that graveyard hate, man. Ugh. Yeah, I love that. Card. So, uh, yeah, you know, this most of this is modern legal right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what are they, what are they even? They have five five dual lands. That's five dual lands and three <laughs> cards you can't play in modern is all. <laughs> That's great. Oh. oh, wow. There's reasons we ban things. Oh, yeah. That's, there's reasons. Four Color Delver by uh, Kenta in seventh place. Ooh, so, Mr. Kenta. Good job, Kenta. He used yes. to he used to be a Michigander, yep. but uh, moved to... I'm not sure. I, I can't remember either. I know it, it's like the it's like the New York side, I remember. Okay, gotcha. So no, he was always, always a super nice guy when oh, I yeah, saw Kenta's him. Oh, yeah, Kenta's great. Uh, Dredge in eighth place, that deck... Uh, has really been picking up ever since the Deathrite Shaman ban. Mm. And we got some Ant, some more Four-Color Delver, some more Gregari Depth by Jarvis U, actually. Okay. He, used to, he used to be the notable lands player. Gotcha. Some more, some Four-Color Control, which is basically Four-Color Delver, just without Delvers. <laughs> uh, Azorius Helm, now this is an interesting deck. Okay. This, uh... Oh, okay, Helm of Obedience. Yeah, Helm of Obedience with uh, Rest in Peace to Combo. Where, Absolutely. Where's the Rips? Got to be in here somewhere. There they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then uh, also works really well with uh, energy field because a card can't be put into your graveyard. Oh. 
So, uh, okay. yeah, this is kind of an interesting enchantment-style prison deck almost. Yeah, that's with, nice. With, uh, of course, Narset and Teferi giving this deck a boost. Yeah. So. Those cards are showing up everywhere in Legacy now. Kind of like a more, uh, a more get-to-it Miracles deck. Okay, gotcha. A little less, uh, spinning top. Yeah. <laughs> then we got Hogak Depths in 14th place. What is this? So this is, uh... If you take Turbo Depths and or Slow Depths rather and Hogak and you jam it into one deck basically. Okay. So your Elvish Reclaimers, you play Seder Wayfinder, Stitcher Supplier, Vampire Hexmage, Hogak, and Dryad Arbor. And then you just have a bunch of good utility lands here, as well as your combo lands. And then you uh, just try to make a pretty fast twenty twenty and then tap it to put a Hogak into play. Seems good. Yeah. Seems good. <laughs> So, you know, your uh, 2020 Flying Indestructible is not enough. Maybe your 8-8 Trampler is. Yeah, yeah. And th this happens all on three, right? Or two? Yeah, like yeah, like two or three. Okay. Uh, mono Red Prison and then Mono Green Post. I love which Post I, I love Post, yeah. Love if this them. deck wasn't so goddamn expensive because of Candelabra of Talos, oh, I would build this deck in a heartbeat. No. It's like, it's, like the Tron of, it's like the Tron of Legacy. Question for you. Yeah. Okay, so in your opinion, uh -huh. could... Um, cloud post get unbanned in modern. I don't think so. Is it? St it's still too good. I think so. Okay. Just because like it's Tron, but like you go so much bigger. But they enter tap though. Yeah, but does 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 that does that give them a turn in in modern where there's not as much interaction? Where it is turn three, if you did not affect me in any way, you're dead. Maybe. Because that's the way I looked at it. Because I love the posts. I wish they were around. I honestly think the Tron lands are better in modern than these would be in modern. Well, so these can make three mana just as easily, or seven mana on three just as easily. You just need two of the... Uh... Yes, yes. Two cloud posts, one glimmer post. Yeah. And that's um, seven mana on three. That's, that's seven mana. But you did nothing on turn one. And well, then you could have played like a. Well, no, you couldn't have played a nothing. map. Yeah. yeah, you did nothing on turn one. You had two mana on turn two, and then you have seven on three. I I don't know. I, I'm I'm. I, I, I would just love to see a whole bunch of things come off the ban list. Mm -hmm. I, I want to see Magic Christmas land in mind. Maybe maybe that's something we could talk about on a later date. Yeah. When yeah. Uh, whenever you come back. Hey, you know. Okay, cool. I'll shut so, up. Uh, no, you're no, you're good. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that's all the tournament results we have for uh, this weekend. But coming up next weekend, we uh, we got Viva Las Viva Las Vegas. Oh man! Unfortunately, uh, I'm not going to be there. I'm not going to be there. But uh, as we mentioned, little yeah. Joshy and uh, yes, the, uh, Estefan will be there. Yes, yes, Mr. Estefan. Um, so yeah, uh, they're going to be they're going to be there in Vegas. I don't uh, think they're going to be playing much though. I don't I don't think so. I think they're going to be. Um, just trying to see the, the trying deals. To yeah, trying to trying to get it, get, get out there and get, get it, some, get on it. Get some magic cards. So, but uh, if you are going to play, good luck to you guys. There's uh, yeah. there's two met or there's two grand prix at this magic yes, fest like yes. usual. Yep. You got a uh, modern and limited. So yep. that'll be exciting. Uh, I think they have coverage for this one too. They should, right? It's a double. I mean, yeah. Well, they don't normally have coverage for GPs, but I think I heard something about them having coverage for Vegas. Because this so. is a magic. Well, I mean, okay, so it's a double GP yeah. Magic Fest. Well, like, most Magic Fests don't have coverage, but I think this one is because it's, you know, 
It's Vegas. It's Vegas. Okay, yeah. gotcha. I love I love going to Vegas for magic. It is incredible. Um, I, I yeah, it's it's just it's a great time. I love I love. I want to try to make it out sometime. It, it's really. I've, I've been to two, two, one, 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 one uh, tournament. In been Vegas. to Vegas a few too many been times. A, oh boy. Sometimes um, you're making more magic than playing it. This is true. Um, but yeah, the last time I was there was a triple GP. It was a great time. Um. It's that was the one where they had standard, modern, and uh, limited, right? Oh, and legacy. Legacy, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was, it was insane. I, I had never seen so many nerds before. It was a beautiful thing. Now, did you play it all there? I did. I played modern, and I did very badly. But um, I, I shouldn't say that. I went X three. Oh, that's so, not too bad. X four. I'm sorry, X four. Because okay. I didn't make day two. Um, but yeah, it was a good time. I just yeah. I like going there. It's a fun time. It's hot, hot as balls over there sights. right now. So I'm sure, there's plenty to do if you don't make your day two either. So absolutely, there is. You are uh, you're you're pretty close to downtown there on mm-hmm. the, the main strip from the uh, convention center. So. You uh, you can probably step a foot out of the convention center and step into a casino. I bet. I believe they have uh, upstairs. I believe they have um, vent or. Uh, uh, slap machines at the convention center. There you go. I believe so. Or somewhere around about. So after you uh, lose your money, you can go spend some more. Yeah, absolutely. It's perfect. Yeah, Yeah. man. That's what you're there for. Yeah. High risk, high reward, right? There you go. All right. But uh, look for for Warren and uh, Stefan there in Germany. Germany. In Germany. (laughs) (laughs) In Vegas. Yeah. They'll be there, so. All right. But uh, let's get on to our main topic, which is the future of Magic Esports. Okay, this is a very important topic. Oh, yeah, which uh, it, it kind of came out of nowhere, honestly. Okay. I didn't like, hear anything uh, about it until I got here. Yeah, it, they just kind of released this article, and everyone was just like, what? Uh, Astro said, uh, more nerds than the Willy Wonka factory. Absolutely. Uh, yes. At GPA Vegas. So. Oh, my God. I, I, they, I believe when I was there, they said over the weekend, it was uh, like... 15,000 people came through that. That's GP. crazy. It was insane. It was four days. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it was, that was, that was the biggest thing ever, ever biggest magic event I've ever been to. Mm-hmm. So, but, and not much bigger, but yeah. So back to the future of magic. Yeah, future so, uh, magic. We got a huge article released here that we're going to, we're going to go over a lot of the details for, uh, just to let you guys know, give our opinions on it. So this is basically the breakdown of how everything works. So, on one half, you have Magic the Gathering, which is just really the paper side. Paper side. And then on the other side, you have Magic Arena, which is obviously the digital platform. Yeah. So, uh, starting out at your base level, we're going to start with the paper side. Is You know, that's the side we play most of. Absolutely. And so, you have the there's a couple different ways to try to qualify for the second step. So, the first step is there's the player tour qualifiers, which are PTQs. Which are things you like yeah. your local game store can have. Absolutely. We have one so, coming up in Pando here pretty soon, right? Yeah, that's for Mythic Championship still. That's for okay. uh, This is the, before this system comes yes. in? Understood. Okay. But it's basically the same thing, except uh, here, we're going we're gonna to be scrolling back and forth a little bit because it'll be easier to have it showing while I tell you guys about it. So, Myth Players Championship are... Where are the PTQs, PTQs, PTQs? I think it's right here. <laughs> so, yeah. So, uh, with the Players Tour qualifiers, I know they mention it, and I can't quite seem to find it right away, so we're just going to scroll back up. But they actually, uh, stores that host PTQs now have to give flights along with the 
uh oh, with winning the to the winner. So, really? Yeah. The store is responsible. The store is responsible. How does that work? We're gonna see. I uh, I assume it's gonna involve a lot less prize support. So uh, your three Ks probably go back down to like one Ks. But uh, oh. so we'll see. It'll be interesting. I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm surprised that Wizard would would impose such a uh, a fee on the LGS. Well, I think a lot of it has to do with uh, how much you know they've been getting for taking away flights. But well, what, so, so passing the buck isn't really doing anything. Well, and what's interesting <laughs> is if if you qualify through some other means, they don't have to pay for your flight. Oh. But just the just the PTQs. So. Understood. Okay. Okay. So uh, the other ways you can qualify is WPN qualificate qualifiers. Uh, so what kind of tournament would that be? So that's like the uh, that's like the arena side of things. So basically, oh, okay. if you're like part of the MPL or Understood. if you're one of those major things, you get into the events. Okay. Okay. Uh, Premier Series, which this Premier is actually series. really exciting. Okay. So what the, the Premier Series is a new way to qualify, okay. but it's old things we've seen. Okay. You've heard of Star City Games. I absolutely have. So what they're doing now is you can qualify, for the, and we haven't heard much detail on Star City's end. Okay. And there's a tour up out in Europe that I'm not really sure the name of. Uh, they give it in this article if okay. you guys end up reading it. Understood. But uh, basically you can earn entry to the new Pro Tours by playing in SCG events. Oh. Now, I don't know if these are opens or if these are going to be like the invitationals. Okay. But they have expanded their so entries. They're, 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 they're giving people who do the uh, the open route, potentially, we don't know yet, potentially a way to get into the uh, Mythic Championships. Exactly. Okay. So it. what I think this is, it's trying to bring, you know, some of those more harder grinders of the SCG tour. Absolutely. To also maybe give a look at like the Wizards events. Yeah, I mean that, that that's I, which I, is how I would I like it because yeah. it's how it used to be. I mean, you prefer going to SCGs yeah. over GPS anyway. But I mean, if I can, I, will, I really like this new system as we're yeah. gonna get into in a little bit. But uh, I really like that they're trying to you know help out SCG and yes, you know, absolutely. they're not showing that they're not that they're competitors. They're showing that they do work together. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, Grand Prix are another way to qualify, which. With Grand Prix, it's really all. Or it's really, it's good and bad because on one end they are opening a lot of things for being able to qualify through. Oh, here we go. Here, this is what I was looking for. Okay. Where, uh, uh, so yeah, so they end up with the with the PTQs. The new promo is gonna be Cryptic Command. Mm. Sorry to get off topic here for a second, but so yeah, the WPN qualifiers. Which are those store qualifiers that I was talking about? Okay. And with Grand Prix now, they are, if you top eight, you qualify to go to what's now the Pro Tour. But then there's also a level above the Pro Tour, which I'll get to here in a minute, that if you win the Grand Prix, you qualify for. So, top eighting a Grand Prix automatically qualifies you for this, winning a Grand Prix qualifies you for this. But also for this, so you get two tiers. You get the play the players tournament, which is basically what pro tours are now. Okay, and then just spread across countries, and we'll get to that. Okay, understood. And then this is like the uh, 
kind of like a tournament above the Pro Tour. So is they're adding this there's this uh, larger intermediate um, tournament between yes. Worlds and the Pro Tour. Yes. Or the Players Tournament, is that what the new name is? Uh, they're calling it the Players Tour, yeah. Tour, okay. So Players Tour, so you can get to the Players Tour if you top eight a GP. Yes. Okay, okay. And then if you win the GP, you go to the Players Tour's final. But you can also play in these Players Tours for presumably money, is my assumption. Understood. So those are going to be an open event, potentially? Uh, these are not open. The Players Tours are not open okay, events. Okay, these, these are... You have to qualify through have... these five other means. Understood. Okay, this is all making more the, sense uh, now. PTQs, which happen at, Your like, local game stores. Yeah. Okay. Your WPN qualifiers, which are, like, the, uh... The tournaments that happen at Grand Prix, but aren't the Grand Prix. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Premier Series, which are like the SCGs and Grand Prix, the actual Grand Prix. Or by the MCQ qualifiers that they have on Magic Online. Because oh. Magic Online is not connected to Arena, it's yeah, connected yeah. to Paper Magic, which makes sense because it is kind of more like Paper Magic than Arena. Yes, okay. So it is still supporting Moto then. Yes. Okay. And they have uh, they have those for limited, standard, modern, legacy, and even pauper. Oh, I forgot about pauper. That's yeah. great. So pretty pretty cool. Yes. So then after that, you qualify for the players tour events, which they get into detail, which are basically they they happen one each season for each different uh country or region. each different region. Yes. You have the American region the European region, and the Asian region. Asian region. Asia Pacific is what Asia they call Pacific. it. Asia Pacific, gotcha. And so these tournaments, which they break down where I just was. Here we go. So oh, they break perfect. down. And uh, they basically give you a breakdown of like the prizing and everything and how to get there, which we've already just talked about. And so what these events are, are this how you can qualify. All the players from the previous finals get invited to them. So basically if you play in a pro in a uh, players tour final, you get invited to the next players tour for sure. Oh, okay. All the MPL members are allowed to show up. Mm. All rivals players are allowed to show up, which we'll get to rivals in a minute. Understood. Uh, all players who finish in the top eight or with at least 39 match points at a Grand Prix which oh. we referred to. The top four teams and all other teams with 36 points at a Grand Prix. So basically, that's just like the top eight and 39 points. Understood. Anyone who wins a last chance qualifier at the Players Tour. Oh. Everyone who qualifies through the WPN qualifiers, the Player Tours qualifiers, the Premier Series events, MTGO qualifiers, anyone that's in Hall of Fame status. Okay. Or discriminatory invites. So basically anyone Wizards wants to invite. Okay, gotcha. You just get a letter. It's like you get the golden ticket. Yeah, exactly. I got the golden ticket. Okay. <laughs> so prizes for this event are uh, actually broken up by region. Each region has a different prize pool. Okay. So America, they're expecting around 500 players to qualify for each of these in America. Mm, so okay. the prize so pool is $250,000. Mm. In Europe, they're expecting around 400, so it's 200000 and then in Asia Pacific, they expect about two hundred and fifty, so it's one hundred and fifty thousand. Seems fair. So doing well at these events will qualify you for the Player Tours final, which there are three finals each year. And basically, the way you qualify for these 
are being a top finisher in Players Tour events, a top finisher in the previous Player Tours finals, all 24 members of the MPL, which we'll get to about it being only 24 uh, here shortly, Okay. or each Grand Prix winner, which, as we said before, the Grand Prix winners get invited to this. So now these events are expected to be about 120 players with a $250,000 prize pool. That seems pretty good. Yeah. Seems pretty good. Definitely not bad, that's for sure. So, that uh, that's the paper tournament side. And then winning one of these qualifies you for Worlds. Worlds. How many people play at Worlds? Just a handful? I believe it's 32. Okay, wow. If I remember right. But I could be wrong on that number. Just a little, little, little bit then. So, uh, for the arena side, it's pretty similar to what it was before, just with a couple different options. Okay. So, uh... Your top 1,200 ranked players in Limited and Constructed qualify for your Mythic Qualifiers, your Mythic Point Challenges, your rival Mythic Qualifiers, which will then put you into the Mythic Invitational, which will then qualify you for Worlds. Okay. Which we can scroll down here a little bit and get into detail about those before hopping into other things. Again, this article was huge. That's why there's so much to scroll through. No problem. So, uh... Yeah, so the players who get invited to Invitationals will be MPL members, Rivals League, Mythic Qualifier Tournaments, or other discriminatory invites. They make sure to include that in, like, pretty much everything. <laughs> uh, just, just, just their disclaimer to do whatever they want. Exactly. So each Mythic Invitational will be fed by two Mythic Qualifier Tournaments with the top 1,200 ranked players monthly in Magic Arena, play Constructed or Limited, at the end to qualify to be eligible to compete. The top 16 in each tournament will be invited to the corresponding Mythic Invitational, and players who make day two of the myth will each earn Mythic points, whether they're top 16 or not. So a lot of this is pretty much the same thing. Mm. Finally, Mythic Points Challenge tournaments will not feed into our events, but will award Mythic points, qualifying those oh. for to require the same 1,200 points for okay. Mythic. Yeah. So a lot of that is the same thing that we've been seeing. Gotcha. And so that kind of breaks down the uh, tournament setups. So then after that, we also have the uh, Magic Pro League and Rivals League announcements. Okay. Which is pretty new. The Rivals League is a whole brand new thing, which is basically going to set up a rotation among who the MPL members are each year. Now what does the MPL stand for? Uh, Magic the Magic Pro, Pro League. League. Okay. So, the Rivals League will consist of 46 players, which are the 1st through 12th ranked digital players, not previously MP- in the MPL. Mm. So, if you're in the MPL, you won't be in Rivals. Because, ri- like, MPL is basically what people have been referring to as, like, Diamond. Okay. And Rivals is, like, what Platinum used to be almost. Understood. Okay. The 1st through 12th ranked tabletop players, not in the MPL. The bottom 12 players of the MPL gauntlet, which we'll get to the gauntlet here in a second. Okay. The bottom four players from the previous MPL season, and six discriminatory invites. Oh. Okay. So uh, six golden ticket earners, as you phrased it. Ah. So throughout the season, rivals will receive invites to invites to events, including players tours events, and their own rivals mythic qualifiers, and can earn up to twenty thousand dollars in appearance fees in addition to prizes earned at tournaments. So kind of like we were saying, like uh, like Platinum Pros, that's basically what the rivals are. They're going to be your Platinum Pros. Okay. 
at the same time, the MPL will only become will go down from uh, it's 32 players right now. It's going to go down to 24 players, and they will be eligible to earn up to fifty thousand dollars in appearance fees in addition to prizes earned at tournaments. MPL players will also be invited to Mythic Invitationals and tabletop player tour events. Okay. So, the MPL league is going to be like this. The start of the partial season, we're going to go down to 24 players. The top 16 will remain in the MPL. Understood. They're going to stay okay. in there. They maintain that status the until the next season. Bottom of the 24, four are going to compete to are going to compete to hold their spot. But the bottom four, so top 16 automatically move on to being in the MPL for the next season. Yes. The bottom eight, the top eight of those, so 17, 18, 19, and 20, compete in the MPL gauntlet. 21, 22, 23, and 24 are just out of the MPL, and they're into the Rivals League now. Okay. So you got to compete to keep your spot. Ooh. So. So where are you going to compete? This is, this is all. Uh, this is what the gauntlet's going to be. Okay. And this is all arena. Yes. This is the arena side of things. So it's going to be a 16-player tournament, the four MPL members, as well as the 12 competitors, which are going to be from rivals, and I believe will be the top 12. But I think that they go into more detail, and I'll read it through more. So four people from the gauntlet will go in with, will go into the MPL, to where the and the top two rivals with mythic points, and the top two rivals with player points. So basically, the top two rivals from paper. And Arena will go into the MPL. Okay, this makes more sense now. And then the four who win this 16-person tournament will go into the MPL, and that will make our 24 for the next season. Understood. And these guys, these automatically get invited to the the tournament. Uh, What was the uh, the breakdown of the next one? The uh, they get invited automatically to the players tours. The Players Tour the, Final and the Mythic Invitational. Okay, so the, the Marina side, this would be the Mythic Invitational. Yes. Okay. So for the MPL Gauntlet, they basically just explain everything that I just, you know, read off to Makes you guys. Makes sense. And then the MPL Gauntlet is this. So you have MPL ranked 17 through 20. They play in this. The Rivals League Mythic Points ranked 3 through 8. And the Players Points ranked 3 through 8. They battle through this. The top four join the MPL while the bottom 12 drop back down into the Rivals League. Gotcha. So, essentially, it just keeps the MPL rotating, makes sure, you know... That's nice. The te- it really is the best of the best. Yeah. Which I I enjoy and think is going to be... And now, for each season, if you're in the MPL, you're going to drop out when that new... And you're not allowed to be in that, in the MPL? Uh, no, a- no, no. You only drop out if you're in the bottom... Four of the MPL. Okay, okay. I'm, and you just drop down to rivals. I'm getting confused. That's fine. It's but you fine. don't get to compete in the. Th- this is kind of confusing. That's one thing a lot of people said, but I think it's confusing because it's just a well, lot of information. It's a lot of information. It's brand new and it's a brand new system. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of that. I mean, it's wizards, so they like to throw <laughs> out a lot of names for things. Oh yeah, they gotta they gotta give their mumbo jumbo rivals. But uh. Yeah, so that's basically how everything's going to be working for 2019 then. Man, sounds like fun. Yeah, it's exciting, that's for sure. Are uh, you going to be playing more paper or, or arena? Uh, Definitely more paper. I'm not huge into arena. I don't like the whole, you know, 
having to grind. It's kind of like Hearthstone kind of yeah. thing where, like, if I if I can't put my eight hours a day in, you know, I don't really have a chance kind of thing. <laughs> so uh, I've played it about this much. So I'll play some, I'm sure, but I don't think I'm going to really push to grind or anything. Gotcha, gotcha. So you're just going to be grinding out that paper then. Oh, yeah. Getting them paper cuts. That's my plan. Perfect. Always getting cut. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all these announcements affect the market. But uh, yeah, let's head over to finance now and uh, Ooh, see yes. what's been changing. MTG stocks. It's going to be interesting to do without Josh because this is normally... Uh, oh, this is his baby. Yeah, he this is his, his stuff. This is... I, uh, oh, man. I'm starting to understand and get into it a little more. But Oh, yeah. Well, when especially in his business when you start going... Well, I mean... You know how it is. You oh, go yeah. through bulk, and you're like, why in the fuck is this thing worth $6? Uh-huh. You're like, yeah. I've never even seen this card before. So like, I wouldn't play this in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note... <laughs> uh, Mischievous Coroner has uh, gone up to $2.25, a 125% uh, spike from its $0.50 cents beforehand. Yeah. And uh, this really has to do with the whole morph thing. This... This is actually a pretty good morph creature, though, in my it, opinion. It is very good. So uh, it's a five mana three three, that you can morph it. You know, morph obviously costs three, but then you can morph it up for two blue and a colorless. And when you turn it up, you can copy an instant or sorcery spell and choose new targets for it. So kind of like a redirect almost. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But the cool but effect is for five mana, you can turn it back face down. Yes. So you can get pretty tricky with it. Oh man. Now I don't actually know. But in paper, so like say I have this, a morph creature, and a morph creature. Yes. If I morph this face down, am I allowed to jumble them up and change their positions? So the way that this works, I found this out when I was playing uh, in uh, Kanza Tarkir block. Okay. Um, morphs, when they enter the battlefield, their name of the card face down is morph number X. Okay. So it, it, and that is the way that you're supposed to annotate them. So you know that this is morph number one. And this is morph number two. That's the only information your opponents glean. Interesting. Um, and that is the technical way you're supposed to do it. Uh, but whatever, mix them up. I mean, if they can't, <laughs> if they can't remember, they can't remember. You know, play a little but, shell game with yeah, my yeah, whatever. Just drop a uh, what Ixodron. Yeah. And make it real messy. <laughs> so just get them all confused. Oh boy. But yeah. So uh -huh. this thing is uh, this thing is a cool card. If you're playing morph in a real tournament, don't do that. But uh, yeah, for, the, no, yeah. for the commander table, <laughs> just mess them all oh, up. Oh yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna mind games. <laughs> so uh, yeah, the next one is uh, nesting dragon, which I didn't understand this one until you explained <laughs> it to me. So the new the, one of the new commander um, precons, uh, Atla Palana nest tender. Sure, yeah, baby maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's guarding a bunch of uh, she dinosaur makes eggs. Babies. Uh but her text is when an egg you control dies. And now I I didn't understand it originally yeah. cuz I was like what does this have to do with one another? But it it's <laughs> an egg. It's not specifically her egg. Correct. So she has an ability of two tap create a 01 egg creature token with defender. Um, nesting dragon has landfall. Whenever land enters the battlefield under control, you create a 0 2 dra uh, red dragon egg creature token with defender. And this creature, when it dies, you create a 2 2 dragon creature token with flying and fire breathing. So, kind of a combo together. It is so whenever, really cool. So, when one of his eggs die, you get a 2 2 
and you get a random creature off the top of your deck. Yes, so it's just kind of an auto-include in her deck. I'm a, I'm a little surprised that Nesting Dragon wasn't in her deck yeah, you to know. begin with because it, it's it's the Proliferate deck, or Populate, excuse me. Populate. The Populate deck um, for the uh, new Naya Commanders. And I, I you could even populate those two two dragons with fire breathing. Absolutely, it seems fine. And nesting dragon has only been printed in a commander deck. He's not from could a have set. been a perfect. Sniff. I think so, but wizards dropped the ball yeah, on that yeah. one. That's my opinion. Maybe we'll see a judge promo of it or something. God, I hope not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get a better card than nesting dragon. Uh, Astro, uh, Josh is getting ready for Ve- or Chicago and then Vegas this week. So uh, I brought Steve back over here. Hello. Now, uh, this one, we find this one kind of funny. This is pretty funny. We, uh, the uh, original Cryptic Command, not, uh, not the Masters ones, but the original Lorwyn art ones Lorewin. are the ones that are going up because of, uh, the MC, or the, uh, PTQ promo. Makes absolutely no sense. Why, why is well, the price going to go up? So what I think it is, is people have a hard-on for this artwork because the original Cryptic art. And so as we keep getting more and more older artwork or newer artwork, this one's going to go up a little bit. Kind of like the Thoughtseize effect, how uh, Lorwyn Thoughtseizes were pretty expensive before yeah. that artwork got reprinted. Yeah, but 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 still, I don't... I, don't I, I mean, I don't agree with it. I, I think no. it's stupid. No, but. also, this guy, as we usually say, who, who manages this website, kind of just has to search pretty hard. Is this <laughs> one up a whopping 5.93%? Came up from uh, around like the $23 mark, it seems like. Yeah. All the way so, to uh, $28. So. Yeah. You know, I, this guy was grasping at straws this week. Yes, probably. I really I really do think so. But whatever. I mean, Crypto Gun has a great card. Oh, yeah. Um, if, uh, if you need one, go to momsbasementgames.tcgplayer.com. Yeah. I'm sure we have one or two of those. Oh, I'm sure that we can find out. Oh, yeah, look at that. That is Josh's favorite game. We didn't get to play this game with our... Uh... We didn't, because we know we don't have Rose. Yeah. Cryptic Command. Man, you know what? I got a... Uh... Oh, we have some cryptics, it seems Good. like. Ooh, we got a... Oh, we got one actual... No, really? Are you kidding We only me? have the promo cryptics, <laughs> but we have very cryptic commands. That is a great card. We have two of the uh, full art promo cryptics. That is so. beautiful art. Now, oh, yeah. I'm going to say that I love all of the full art um, full art cards they made um, back in the day. Those were uh, uh, players, uh, yeah. players' awards. Um, however, I believe that putting a full art cryptic command may have been one of the most one of the dumbest decisions ever made. Because nobody can ever remember the modes? Because Cryptic Command is such a wordy card. Mm-hmm. You have four modes, you choose two of them. It's insane to me yeah. that they made, they made a little fish hand. And <laughs> go, you better remember this. But that, and you got to remember the order, too. Because correct, because they resolve matters. in the yeah. order that they, yeah. It, I actually prefer this artwork of Cryptic Command myself. That is really, I really like really this art, cool so artwork. I'm excited to try to get some of these promos. Yep, absolutely. But, uh... As for the cheap pickups this week, the uh, Rekindling Phoenix, ah, you know, I understand it's down from like $21. Yeah, that's going to be a dollar card. Yeah, right? it's going to be like two, three bucks. It's, like, when does when does It throw... rotates in a couple weeks, and like a month now, I think. Yeah. So, I 
I would not pick these cards up. This card up. Not 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 a standard set. Wait till that thing gets to fifty cents. Now the next one I would definitely pick up. One hundred percent. Now uh, it, it's saying nine dollars, but I've actually been seeing these for five. Five dollars. Every store I've been. So to. I think it's the new artwork that's five. So correct. Save yourself some bucks. Yeah. Buy yourself the new artwork, which yeah, I actually prefer. It's M19. It's yeah, fine. It's yeah. M20. But Sorry. Yeah. Yes, M20. Get hey, whatever. It's corset. Yeah. Get them. Get your $5 ley line of sanctities, guys. Yes, 100%. Come on. And your ley line of the void. I don't know what those are at, but get those two. Uh, I think those ones were at 20s. Okay. I, I think that's not for 15. They might be at 15. They might be going down. Somewhere in between. I don't so. know. I own 11 of them, and I'm kind of upset about it. <laughs> but. Well, maybe they don't ban Hogan. <laughs> Don't say that, please. Okay. <laughs> Just because you haven't faced Hoviak doesn't mean the rest of us haven't. Understood. understood. Just because it's already banned for you doesn't mean you can. This, uh... this, this is true. We, we were discussing earlier, I have never played against Hogak in Modern, and Richie was like, you're a motherfucker. <laughs> I don't get how he's done it. It's impressive. I, I don't know. I No, I get to face, like, Twiddlestorm. Yeah. And um, uh, what was Artie? Get dookied on by Twiddlestorm, too. Oh, God. And what was Artie playing? Um, <laughs> Simic Nexus. Simic Nexus. Basically, he was playing a standard deck in Modern with a few different cards. It was really good, though. I mean, It was he, cool. He, yeah. I mean, he lost to himself game three, so that, that wasn't... I mean, I was glad he lost, but I love Artie, so mm. whatever. <laughs> and uh, the last cheap pickup here is Debitor's Neil. Right? Debtor's Neil. Debtors now. Okay. You're good. You're good. I, I'm just. I don't speak English. Here. You're fine. So this card has like. Oh it's man. gone down a whole two bucks. Yeah, but like, so I remember when I got back into Magic, um, was uh, like 2010. I took a little break from uh, when I was in high school and in the military. When I got back into it, I saw this card and I was like, man, it's like a thirty dollar card. Oh my god, that's so much <laughs> money for a Magic card. And now seeing it. 663 i'm like that's actually a pretty good price because that was like 10 years ago almost mm-hmm. you know so yeah get this card this thing is incredible and command oh yeah it's a great enchantment it is insane anything that lets you bring stuff back from the graveyard yeah i mean every turn too it's nutty so uh yeah that's it for finance this week and uh before uh we go ahead and close the show out we want to we like to tell you yes. about some local stuff that's going on and uh we have a fundraiser coming up, not this, not in two days, but the Wednesday after that. We're actually having a uh, fundraiser at Pandemonium Games and Hobbies for Stu Parnes and his family. Recently, uh, Stu's, Stu's wife passed away, and uh, we uh, we like to send out uh, for the family. Yes. So uh, they're having a tough time with her medical bills here on the... Uh, description of the page they they talk about it a little bit but uh we're gonna be doing our it's our weekly modern event we normally do weekly modern ten dollar entry it starts at uh 7 p.m reg at six capped at four rounds and 75 percent of the give of the money earned is going to go to Stu and his family and then 25 percent is going out to players who do three one or better but also uh fellow community member travis hawk who uh Really big shout out to him for yes, doing this. Absolutely. He uh, he donated a little extra prizing to try to get people to want to go. Uh, first place is going to get one of the foil uncut sheets of War of the Spark. Yeah. Second place is going to get an Urza Lord High Artificer, and then third through sixth they're going to get some full art uh, Night Pack ambushers, which uh, 
are really cool cards for standard. I expect to see a lot of play once rotation happens, and they also just look really cool. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, once again, big, big, big thanks to yes. uh, Travis and Pandemonium for setting this event up yep. for Stu. Uh, yeah. Hopefully everything's going well for you, man. Absolutely. And uh, with that, uh, that's almost the end of our show. So, as usual, we want to make sure uh, to tell you guys to check out at Mom's Basement MTG on Twitter for uh, all of our streaming and other Josh content. <laughs> and you can also find me on Twitter at Richard T M T G, where I talk Magic, League of Legends, memes, TFT, really anything else you guys want to talk about. As well as you, uh, I tweeted out and made sure to post about all the stew info. So if you need to find it on social media, I've got it out everywhere. And okay. uh, that's about it. Yeah. You got uh, anything you want to wrap up the show about? No, just thanks for have, having yeah. me again, Richie. I'm, Super I'm, appreciate it, man. I uh, I don't know if I'm as lively as Mr. Warren, but, uh, you know. I'll take you. I don't talk as much as him, yeah. so maybe that's better. Uh, but, yeah, thanks thanks for having me, and uh, hopefully you, I'll be uh, around uh, sometime soon. See you guys next week. Have a good one.